You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And please remember to follow Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, and Spotify. And of course, you can argue that sports.com. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman here on a Tuesday, where we have a couple of things to discuss, one of which is what, you know, Cody and I have been hinting at for a while now, and that's just the return or lack thereof of safety Tashaun Gibson. I've been hinting at it for a while, and so have the Houston Texans as throughout the entire, you know, free agency and offseason with the draft there seemed to be a prioritization of, you know, addressing a safety need that, you know, it really didn't look like it would be one last season. Gibson started 14 games, had a very good year for the Texans. So it, it's, it's a shocker because of his production and his value for, for the team last year, but not so much a shocker because how much versatility Bill O'Brien is searching for. So that's what we'll talk about today. And of course, Laramie Tunsil over the weekend did sign his massive NFL contract. Now, over the weekend, the Texans did strike a big, huge blockbuster three-year deal with Laramie Tunsil worth $66 million. That's an average of $22 million per year in new money and makes him the highest paid offensive lineman in NFL. Tunsil, who is 25, got a million total guaranteed, including a $13 million signing bonus. This deal was finalized on Friday. We have been talking about this deal here and there throughout the entire offseason. Now it is done. He is currently making $22 million per year after next year, after this year, rather. Three years, $66 million, a fat payday for the all-pro, for, for the Pro Bowl offensive lineman. Cody, was it the right choice? Was it too much? Can we get inside of your brain to see where you are standing right now with this deal? First of all, can can you repeat that the, the, the total amount of that deal again, please? Three-year, $66 million. That's an average of $22 million per year, beating by a huge number lane johnson who was at 18 million dollars per year okay i I just wanted you to repeat it um but to answer your question i will say that it was a fair deal on both sides and i say that only due to the fact that yes you can look at this and say laramie tunsil has cost this team a lot of penalties throughout the 2019 season. But, ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, let me remind you, 
Bill O'Brien made that deal with the Miami Dolphins, giving up what he did in order to bring in a left tackle. At the end of the 2018 season, it was without a doubt the number one priority was to bring in a guy who can fill in that void of a left tackle to keep your quarterback, Deshaun Watson, arguably one of, if not the best young quarterback in this league today, keep him not only safe, but healthy. So you won't go down like a, like an Andrew Luck. I know that's a lot of money, especially for, for an offensive lineman. But you look at the lack of leverage that the Texans had. You look at that. They were actually in a place where if they do not sign Laramie Tunsil, they were going to risk losing not only a guy who can protect Deshaun Watson, but one of, if not the best offensive tackle in the game. It's a lot of money. I'm pretty sure that at some point down the road, you might say it might hurt the Texans' future, but if that helps the longevity of Deshaun Watson, and if one way or another it brings a title to Houston, I'm okay with it. And that also lets me know that is another reason why he had to let DeAndre Hopkins go. Yeah, he definitely pay, needed that money. Exactly. You had to pay Laramie Tunsil. You know so damn well, without a doubt, you have to pay Deshaun Watson. I understand a lot of people ha- have some problems due to the fact that the amount of penalties that he gave up. But ladies and gentlemen, last year he was a pro bowler. He is keeping Deshaun Watson healthy. And not only that, John, you know, a couple of weeks ago we mentioned this, that I personally believe that a lot of those penalties came because he did not have an opportunity to actually go out and have a full training camp with the Texans, with Deshaun Watson. Now, hopefully, you know, if everything continues to improve with this coronavirus, hopefully he will get that opportunity. And I feel that we're going to see an even better version of Laramie Tunsil. And shout out to Tunsil at the end of the day. This man not only... negotiated his own contract but he he needs it because you remember a couple years ago when he got drafted and he got caught up in that nonsense that nonsense cost him some some millions because he was projected to be a what a top five draft pick and ended up falling to what was it 13 to the dolphins that year (laughs) That, that that did end up costing him some money so you can say, you know, he 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 actually got his bag back. But if you ask me, I would say it's a good deal because the Texans, especially given the offseason that they had, especially losing DeAndre Hopkins, there's no way in hell they could afford to lose Laramie Tunsil. You know, I think it was a good deal for Laramie Tunsil, not so much a good deal for the Houston Texans in the long haul. For the first two years, yes, it's an amazing deal for you. You got him in a two-year span where the cap will increase, right? He's going to make the $22 million. He has a $13 million signing bonus. You have to pay him at least $56 million. That's a lot of money. Oh, somewhere along those lines. But that's just for three years. Deshaun Watson's contract is not going to be only three years. And so what I'm, what my concern is, Laramie Tunsil, who negotiated his contract himself, 
made it clear that he wanted to hit the $20 million range per year, and now he's making 22. It leaves him a lot of leeway and leverage to say after a few years, literally three years, after next year, the year before, and the year after that, if I don't like the direction this team is going, if I feel like you have failed, you know, the entire team or whatever his feelings could be in three years after this one, I've made $56 million that was guaranteed. I can leave. I'll still be 28, 29 years old, and I can still be on a contending team. Those three years bothers me the most because in that three year, you're paying him a lot. I mean, a whopping lot of money at, you know, almost $60 million. And his average per year would be $22 million per year which is $4 million extra than what Lane Johnson got. I think for three years, that's a lot of money that the Texans are shelling out in a potentially what he can do type of plan. Now, kudos to him. Kudos to Larry Tunsil. And I normally we would follow that statement by and his team and his agency. No, kudos to Tunsil. For the Texans, I think this may the possibility, if you if you win a championship, if you get super close and don't win because of God knows what, then maybe you look at this deal and say, well, okay, we did it right way. We 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 did exactly what we needed to do, and we secured what we needed to secure. But if you continue to stay stuck in the rut on a boat without a float, and you're not really making progress, Larry Tunsil, without a shadow of a doubt, and I think with or without a championship or not. He won this deal. Now it is up to the next three years after this year to see if the Texans will have, you know, a reason to celebrate or not. Well, you mentioned that you don't like the deal for the Texans, but once again, that goes back to my point. They did not have no other choice. I mean, yes, Bill O'Brien, he makes a lot of questionable decisions. People could call him dumb, stupid, or whatever the hell they want to call him. But he knew that there's no way in hell he could afford to lose DeAndre Hopkins one one offseason, and then the very next season you let Laramie Tunsil walk out the door for nothing. And you talk about the the shortness of his deal. That's just – I like that better for the Texans because that's letting me know that the Texans are, are going to do whatever they can to make sure that they, they build – a, a solid contending team. We, we see deals like this happen in the NBA all the time, and I don't want to, you know, switch over and go to a whole nother league, but you you always see the top players, like a, like the deal Kawhi Leonard and Paul George just signed when they, when they went to the Clippers. Th- that deal is no more than three years. They are giving you three years, and if we don't like the direction of the franchise, we are getting the hell out. Which, that's keeping the Clippers on edge saying, okay, we got three years, to get this right with these two guys because if not we're going to be stuck in a rock in a hard place so do we trade him do we trade them or do we let them walk out the door for nothing and i'm pretty sure we're going to start seeing deals like that in nfl and well as well and laramie tunsil is going to be one of the first because once again this is keeping the texans on their pins and needles saying we are building a not only a contending team that's you know we're going to get to the playoffs and get to the divisional round no 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 that's not good enough no we want afc championship or super bowl i'm this is that type of deal it's it's holding the organization accountable so give and take no injuries to laramie tunsil 
when his deal is done and he walk out the door in free agency, you cannot blame him because you know he's going to come out on the field every single day. The Texans, they got three years, and I'm really interested to see the type of extension Deshaun Watson is going to accept from this team because he wasn't happy with the deal with DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien been saying, you know, he's been talking to him and everything and things seem good. Okay, we hear that now. If he signs an extension similar to Laramie Tunsil, that lets me know right then and there the power of the NFL, just like the NBA, is going to start shifting to the players and the Texans are going to be on a clock. You know, ladies and gentlemen, as you guys come back to the show, we've been hinting at and discussing for, you know, a little bit, whether it's been on the show, social media, or, you know, whatever, that it seemed like the direction of the team would be moving forward without Tyshawn Gibson, the safety that was signed last year for three years, $22 million. The Texans are looking to release Gibson, and that should be done within the next, you know, couple of days, if not sooner than that and i i hate to say it because last year for the houston texans gibson only allowed 290 yards had three interceptions 37 total completions and a completion rate of 54 which i mean maybe you can work on that completion rate but his time in jacksonville he allowed 432 passing yards, uh, yards per catch, 18 yards per catch compared to 14 and a half here in Houston, and allowed uh, 20 completions. And I'm sorry, this year he allowed 20 completions here in Houston, and he allowed uh, 24 his year before last in Jacksonville. His completion rate was 115.2 in Jacksonville, Got knocked all the way down to 55 here in Houston. I think Gibson should have been the safety for at least this year. I like Gibson's game, but it just seemed like Cody stopped me if I'm wrong that it it seemed like throughout the organization, throughout the you know the news we were getting personally in the media and so on and so forth, it just seemed like Bill O'Brien felt there was an upgrade that could be had at the safety position. No, we did not sign an official safety. We did sign, well, we did draft John Reed, the cornerback out of Penn State. We'll see what he can do. And Bill O'Brien really did rave about the versatility of his secondary. Name some names. Gibson was, of course, not named. Moving forward, I'm not going to say I'm not sure or I am positive. I just saw the writing on the wall, and we can hope that maybe Gibson returns on a shorter, uh, shorter and cheaper deal. Whatever the case is, we'll keep our eye on that. But if Bill O'Brien is going to go this route of, of versatility, he needs to make sure that he's the right safety in the position to win for the Houston Texans. You knew there was going to be a change. You mentioned it. We was on that press conference with Bill O'Brien the week before the draft, and he actually talked about his secondary, and Gibson was not named. But you take a look at everything that has transpired since then, and they they brought in Michael Thomas, a veteran safety. I believe they signed him on Friday, as a matter of fact. You know, they they brought him brought him in, but at his age, I don't know how much more 
Bill O'Brien and the Texans can get out of him. But remember a couple weeks ago, there was rumors starting to circulate that the Texans and Eric Reed were flirting with each other. You take a look at the situation, you have his brother Justin Reed, who has basically been in Bill O'Brien's ear to vouch for his brother. That lets me know either one or two things are about to happen. The Texans are going to try and bring in Eric Reed and see if they could come to a mutual agreement on a realistic contract. If that doesn't work out, we will see Tayshawn back in a Texans uniform on a cheaper deal because, of course, Bill O'Brien seems like one of these GMs where he he always want the next best thing. Sometimes, and there's a GM in Houston, another GM in Houston that that's downtown in the Toyota Center that has the same mindset. You you think you always want the next best thing, but a lot of times, what you're searching for is right in front of your face. What I mean by that is, you look at a guy like Tayshawn Gibson. John, now you correct me if I'm wrong, but talent-wise, I'm not under the impression that if you let Gibson go, you bring in a guy like Eric Reed, that's going to improve your secondary versus if there was an opportunity in order for you to keep Gibson and still have the opportunity to sign Eric Reed. I believe that brings your secondary to the next level. Him letting Gibson go, you bring in an old veteran like Michael Thomas, no disrespect to him, no disrespect to him but replacing Gibson, Gibson potentially with Eric Reed, I, I I don't think that's I don't I don't really believe that's going to be a a great move on Bill O'Brien's part. You know we definitely have to keep our eyes open and see how it will continue out. I won't rule out the possible return of bringing Gibson back here in Houston on a cheaper deal. Uh, John Reed, who played you know cornerback for Penn State, where Bill O'Brien coached. You know, kind of scouted Reed when he was in high school. James Franklin raved about him at that time. We'll see if he would be, you know, up for moving to the safety position. Of course, a lot of these things right now, a few days after the draft, is just speculation. But we did sign Jalen Watkins, who spent time in Philly, won a Super Bowl there. And, you know, just what in his mind, what in Bill O'Brien's mind, what in – Weaver's, the new D.C. here in Houston, Anthony's Weaver mind. What do he and Bill O'Brien have in mind to, you know, kind of play around with this defense coming up this season to see what can they do? Because we know that they're set right now at one of the safety positions with Reed, right? We get that. We understand that. But now moving forward, they'll have the opportunity to assess kind of what Bill, what Bill Belichick does in New England, who has the best ability for what we're looking for that can help us win the most games and that will take some time but I am interested to see because our cornerback you know strictly cornerback position is a little crowded right right now we'll see moving forward if one of those guys gets slid over to safety or what can Watkins and you know the other safeties on this roster do John I, I want you to answer this do you or do you not believe bringing in Eric Reed? You you let Gibson walk. Do you believe bringing in Eric Reed 
can help this secondary reach the next level. Once again, I'm not under the impression that the talent between Reed and Tayshawn Gibson is it's not that much of a difference. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I just don't see it versus if you would have kept Gibson and you had also brought in Eric Reed, it, that would have made a lot more sense to me. But you sign Michael Thomas. They're going to try some kind of way to get Eric Reed in this door. And if they cannot bring, cannot bring him on a reasonable contract, then they go back to the route of trying to get Tayshawn Gibson. We'll have to see because I believe what Eric Reed can bring to this team is, for one, a player that has went to the Super Bowl on the defense, leadership, a killer instincts, understanding and dissecting plays. And, of course, he'll be playing with his brother, which – I'm sure is a dream for both of the Reed boys. Uh, and that will continue on throughout the offseason, whether or not the Texans will get a deal inked with him or not. But again, if not, then we'll be able to kind of explore the options here, see who's on the market, and maybe bring back Gibson, who, you know, played 14 games last year, started 14 games last year, missed the last two, including the playoffs due to injury, but had a very good solid year for the Texans in his first year. Tom goes by really, really fast when you think about it. It seems like just yesterday I was waking up after falling asleep on the first round of the draft, and I'm looking at my phone. I see Bleacher Report. Texans have traded up another notification. The Texans have selected Deshaun Watson to be your quarterback. Now, here we are in 2020, and yesterday news broke. Of course, this wasn't a surprise to nobody that the Texans actually picked up the fifth-year option on Deshaun Watson's rookie contract, which means, of course, as we alluded to before and all throughout of the show in weeks prior, Deshaun Watson payday is coming up. Don, can you believe we're about to enter the fifth season of Deshaun Watson as a Texan? You know, I can believe it, and I'm happy that we're getting a chance to experience this, witness this. But moving forward, Cody, it's only one thing that needs to get done. For a franchise that had to suffer through David Carr, you know, Sage <laughs> Rosenfeld, Matt Schaub, Brian Hoare, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Manley, Josh Johnson, I believe, uh, Brock Osweiler, you know, whoever had to snap up at quarterback, there's only one thing that needs to get done, get the deal done. Of course, we all knew and expected that fifth-year option was going to get picked up. That last-year option was going to get picked up. That's not a problem at all. But the problem will be, you know, just even flirting with the idea of taking your time as much as you did with Larry Tunsil, which I think, you know, you cannot sign Tunsil to a three-year deal, which will leave you a lot of money in the hole and then not turn around and get Watson's deal done. I think it will get done. It'll get done appropriately, and we'll have him for some years to come. Would you or would you not want to see this deal get done before or after Patrick Mahomes? Because that means his fifth-year oh, option is up, and you definitely. know Patrick Mahomes is about to set the mark. And I know we talked about this once before. I don't – Patrick Mahomes is going to reset the market. Now, 
I believe that Deshaun Watson is just as talented as Mahomes. We could debate that all you want, but that's just my case. In some cases, I believe he's better. You just give Deshaun Watson the same weapons as Mahomes do in Kansas City, and we will see the same results, but that's not either here or there. But at the end of the day, Mahomes actually led his team to a Super Bowl versus, unfortunately, Watson has not. So Mahomes is going to set the market, but... I just believe it's going to be better if the Texans can sign him at least a couple million short of what Mahomes get. I'm I'm hoping that they get this deal done before that. Everybody in Houston that reps the Houston Texans want this deal done before Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes did rumor, not even a rumor, he did come on and say that he would rather, you know, not take the, in, you know, then full max deal he could possibly take for his worth in order to make sure he rebuilds the team because i think patrick mahomes is, ab is about to reach a stratosphere of marketability that we haven't seen in a very long time however you don't want to leave that up to chance like he's saying that right now off a super bowl high yeah, but yeah but you could easily say that after you win a super bowl exactly let let us let us let some time go by and his agent starts talking to him about hey yo pat you know, you're my homie too. This is what you're worth. This is what you should get. And then his feelings change. I definitely want uh, Watson's deal to get done before Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Cody, how would you feel if you was in talks with one of those deals? Which one? Mahomes or Watson or Larry Thompson? Uh, Which one? It doesn't matter. Any I, 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 I mean, I'm broke. So, I mean, I would take whatever. Oh, my gosh. And I'm an essential <laughs> employee. I mean, that yeah. goes through a daily rigorous process of that, my that's job. Me. So that, that's just, I'm not <laughs> thinking of you know my my. I'm not thinking of me betting on myself or trying to have leverage. I'm I'm thinking of the mindset of me. I'm 27. You know, I'm I'm struggling out here. My hours then got cut. I'm I'm probably barely hanging on to my job as it is right now, and I'm just thinking, man, if I. I mean, you sign me up for a million, I'll be happy. <laughs> I think we'd all be happy. What about you? You, you put the spotlight on me. What, what about you? You know damn well I'm getting that money. <laughs> the full match or you to, be happy? I don't even have to perform anymore. I could get that money and, and pull uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. I got oh. my money. I got my money. But I'll be happy with you guys giving me a follow on Twitter at Sun Sports Guy, along with following the Locked On Texas page on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Texas, and you can argue that sports.com. Let them sign me to a contract. One million. Boy, I man, I have walked around with the biggest smile. And if you want to see what that big smile looked like, follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody C-O-T-Y D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Well, the city of Houston is slowly but surely opening back up. And so I, I think this is the perfect time to remind you guys to stay safe, wear your mask, stay sanitized, literally sanitize your hands and stay sane. Protect your peace as we'll be back tomorrow with more Locked on Texans. Locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.